Shall we just lift our hands? Let's worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Amen. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life. Father, we just give you honor. We just give you the praise. Father, we sense your sweetness of your presence in our, our rooms, our living rooms, wherever we may be, God. Father, right now, God, Lord, we are so thankful for your sweet presence, God. Lord, again, you came to set us free. Lord, they that worship you must worship you in spirit spirit and in truth father right now lord that we can come boldly before the throne of grace we recognize god that you are a god lord that wants to be intimate with his children and father we are so thankful and lord today we respond in thanksgiving today we respond in worship surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life amen i'm so glad god that i belong to you i'm so glad god that i was purchased god and i've been redeemed by the precious blood of jesus christ hallelujah come on why don't we do that for a few moments come on let's worship the king of kings let's Let's worship our heavenly father hallelujah god you are so worthy of our praise god you are so worthy of all honor all power belongs to you hallelujah jesus god hallelujah jesus god lord we can't wait oh god to go back to lord to go back home together with you to worship you for all of eternity hallelujah jesus god hallelujah lord and father this morning before we move on lord we just lord uh want to remind ourselves we want to offer to you our tithes and our offerings father that you would use it for the expansion of your kingdom lord we are so grateful that you have blessed us we are so grateful for our jobs and lord again lord it is our token of our appreciation and it's our token uh uh that we recognize god that you are the provider so lord we want to bring back god we want to give back to you father lord because god we are grateful and and, and and most importantly god we ask god that you will help us direct this finances that you continue to give us the finances lord to see your kingdom come and your will be done in the name of jesus hallelujah hallelujah again a good morning to every one of you that are or watching us online uh, if you just join in together with us welcome to the tabernacle of joy and if you do not know the qr code of giving i'm going to quickly flash right now so that you know the qr code of giving okay you know again we are so grateful for what has, the lord has done for this nation the nation of singapore is slowly opening up but here's what we want to do before we move any further we want to pray for the governing authorities we want to pray for all our frontliners thank you frontliners for doing what you are doing so shall we just lift our hands let's pray for our nation father i'm so grateful god for this nation i'm so grateful god that you give us leaders god that are lord leaders of integrity leaders god that wants the best for this nation oh god so lord right now in the name of jesus i pray god that you continue to surround them god surround them with right information correct information so that they can decide what's best for this nation i pray and i 
Lord, that you continue to release, God, the spirit of truth. And we bind every lying spirit, God, that is trying to promote falsehood right now in the name of Jesus, that you will surround our leaders with truth, Father. Hallelujah, Jesus, God. And you continue to give them the wisdom. Lord, you continue to give them the knowledge, oh God, to know exactly what they need to do to navigate us out of this season, God, right now in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we ask for your protection to be all our, our, our frontliners, God, all those, God, that are working in the hospitals, that are working, working God, in, 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 in uh, uh, positions that will cause them to, to go to the front lines, Father, right now, God. I plead the blood of Jesus over every one of them. And Father, in the name of Jesus, God, I pray, God, for those, God, that, are, Lord, are, are in the NTU dormitories, God, and also those, God, that are workers' dormitory, that your hands will be upon them right now. And for those that are infected, Lord, with this COVID-19, we take authority over this COVID-19. We command this COVID-19 to go right now in the name of Jesus. And in the name of Jesus, we ask, God, that you will release healing, God, to the bodies right now. Father, help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Contain this, 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 this COVID-19, God. Let it not continue to spread. Father, this week, God, we we had a brand new, cl a few clusters, God, right now. But, but God, I pray, Lord, together in cooperation with the government, God, protect your people, protect, Lord, tabernacle of joy in Jesus' name. And, and, and Lord, we don't want to just only pray for our nation, but Lord, uh, whatever happened, what is, whatever that's happening to other nations will indirectly affect us. I want to pray for Malaysia. I want to pray for Indonesia. I want to pray for Philippines. I want to pray, God. God, for all those nations, Vietnam, God, Lord, again, God, everywhere we hear news, God, that there is there is a new outbreak in Australia, God. I pray, God, that your hands will be upon the authorities. Again, I come against every lying spirit. I come against anything, God, that will try to dis uh, uh, create chaos and havoc. But God, I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, that the nations will come together. Amen. Lord, that they will learn how to work together to navigate, Lord, out of this difficult situation. Lord, I pray for the political arena in Malaysia. Lord, that you step into that political arena and let the righteousness, Lord, let righteousness be exalted in that nation. Father, in Jesus' name, God, in Jesus' name we pray. And not forgetting, God, Lord, the news about Afghanistan, God, and what's happening there. Father, I pray that your hands will be upon the vulnerable, God. Come on, Tabernacle, Joy, why don't we just pray for that nation? nation of Afghanistan. Father, I pray, I call upon you to step into that situation. I pray for the vulnerable. I pray for the woman. I pray, God, for the children. God, I pray, God, whatever there is happening over there, God, I pray that your hands will be upon them, that you will send, Lord, angels, God, to protect, God, the innocent, God, to protect the defenseless, God, right now in the name of Jesus. And Father, I pray against, God, every uh, violent spirit, oh God, I pray, Lord, that your hands, God, will be upon, Lord, the vulnerable, that you will protect them somehow or other, Lord, that you will help them find refuge. Father, I pray, God, right now, God, that world leaders, and I'm thankful that world leaders are taking action, but God, I pray, God, that they need to come together, Lord, Lord, to come together with wisdom, Lord, learn how to navigate this situation. Lord, again, God, Lord, we know the deadline. America has this deadline, 31st August, but God, I'm asking 
God, that you step in. Lord, if they cannot meet that deadline, I pray, God, for negotiation to begin, God, so that you'll be done in such a way that more people, more vulnerable people will be rescued, God. I pray, make a way where there seems to be no way. And Father, I pray for all those, God, that do not know you, God, that they will experience, God, the Damascus experience. God, if you can win Paul, you can win some of these Taliban fighters, God, that you will reveal to them, God, the meaning of love, that you will reveal to them who you are. Father, right now, step into this situation. God, save Afghanistan. Save the vulnerable, God. Continue to provide for them right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, Tabernacle of Joy. Why don't we thank the Lord because we believe that the Lord has heard us. Father, we thank you, God. And Lord, we continue to watch and pray over this situation. Lord, that you have given us this role, God, to pray for, to watch and pray for nations. So I'm praying, God, that that, that, that we, God, as the people of God, will continue and remain, God, alert in the spirit, Lord, so that you can call upon us to pray. Amen. And Father, I pray right now, I'm not just only just calling upon uh, uh, us to pray, but God, that you will open a door, God. Uh, Lord, if there's any way that we can help, Lord, these countries, God, that you will open a door, God, that you will redirect us, God, to that, that, that available source, God, so that we can do more than just praying that we can start to give to some of these nations, Lord, right now. In Jesus' name and all God's people say, Amen. Again, a good morning if you are joining us uh, for the very first time at Tabernacle of Joy. You know, uh, we welcome you and we hope that you know, you will continue to visit us online, you know, and, and uh, get to know us a little bit more. And today, you know, I want to continue the whole series of, of, of this, this topic of intimacy. I hope it has helped you so far because it has helped me personally as I was revising the notes and I was just spending time with the Lord, meditating of what I've preach about, you know, it's really taken a different dimension in my whole outlook about this whole idea of intimacy, inner closeness with God. So today I want to talk to you about something, you know, uh, 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 foreign maybe to a lot of us. I'm, I'm going to be talking about the spirit of adoption. Amen. And this is the spirit that the apostle Paul penned down in Romans chapter 8. This is the spirit of intimacy with God. This is spirit is the spirit that will lead us into a family born, a, a father-child born and with God and, and, and does away with fear. And the last message that I preach, you know, I told you the greatest hindrance of intimacy is fear. Let me repeat that again. The greatest hindrance to intimacy is fear. And uh, there are three questions that intimacy has to answer before it can be intimate with any persons or with God. Three questions. The first question is, are you safe? Amen. Are you safe or are you a faithful person? And are you for me? Amen. Let me repeat that again. You know, constantly, you know, when I'm, 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 I'm praying, I, I have to ask myself this question. Lord, you know, remind me, 
Hello be thy name that you are safe, that you are a faithful God, that, that you are always for me. You know, many times, you know, people are afraid of, of intimacy because they have this self-defense mechanism. They, they will start off by saying this, are, are you going to damage me? I, I, can I learn to depend on you? Is this relationship about you or is it also about me? And God was constantly proving to the children of Israel like He's constantly trying to prove to us, the people of God. You know, again, uh, in Egypt, you know, we find, you know, uh, 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 God was answering their question about safety. And in the wilderness, He was answering their question about His faithfulness. And in the promised land, He was proving to them about the fact that He was for them. So today, I want to begin by reading a passage of Scripture that is found in Romans chapter 8, verse 14 to 15. Amen. Romans chapter 8, verse 14 to 15. It goes like this. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage. Underline that. You did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. Amen. Okay. Let's, let's read the scripture one more time. For as many are as led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. Amen. So, so what was the apostle trying to, the apostle Paul trying to say? You know, you are either going to live in fear or under a spirit of fear, or you're going to live under a spirit of adoption. And the word "abar" is an intimate term for father. Amen. You know, uh, uh, God is that kind of father. <laughs> Amen. Either you think that you are God's slave, and God regards you. As a slave, which means that he does not have any personal regard for your well-being except as a slave. If you believe that you are simply a slave of God and God does not care about you, you are going to live in the fear that God, your taskmaster, is constantly going to be punishing you and driving you through life. And that is the spirit you are going to live under. And many people who are born again believers, who are Christians, are living under that spirit. Or you are going to believe that God is your daddy and that you are part of God's family. And if you live under that spirit, which is called the spirit of adoption, you will never fear again for the rest of your life. You're going to understand that under God, you are not a slave of God. You are a son of God and you are able, you know, to just receive that love. Amen. And, 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 and you are co-heir with Jesus 
thrice in the kingdom of God. And in this particular passage we just read in Romans chapter 8, the Apostle Paul was trying to make you understand, amen, and he's trying to pen it down, saying to you this morning, in your mindset towards God, you will either have a slave mentality or a son mentality. One of these two mentalities. And if you have a mentality that God is rigid, God is distant, God is demanding and caring, that is a slave mentality. That is going to lead you to a tremendous amount of anxiety and you are not going to be intimate with God. And the only way you are going to be intimate with God is receiving the spirit of adoption that the Apostle Paul is talking here. Let me talk about the nature of the spiritual adoption for just a few minutes so that we can clearly understand what we are talking about. Paul is speaking to the Romans, amen. Roman citizens here. And, and the Romans were good people for him to talk about this adoption because they have a very peculiar and important adoption laws. <laughs> okay? That's the context of, 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 of how the Apostle Paul is addressing, amen, to the, the people in the Roman Empire. You know, under the Roman adoption, uh, your father owns you and control you all of your life. Amen. I don't know whether it's a good thing, but if your father is good, why not? You know, again, let me show you this slide real quickly. Under the Roman law, the fathers own the children until when he dies. <laughs> Amen. If you were a son in your father's house, if you were 50 years old, your father was still alive. He owned you and controlled you legally. You never came out of your childhood until your father died. So this was part of the Roman society that made adoption very peculiar because it did not matter if a mother wanted to put you up for adoption. If the father at any age did not agree to that adoption, the adoption could not go forth. So when you were adopted as a Roman citizen, there were several things that happened. The first thing that happens is your old family lost all rights to you and you lost all rights to your old family. You know, how many of you are glad that you got saved, amen, and the devil has lost all authority, influence over you? And the first thing, the first thing that happens when you get saved, God becomes your father. Amen. God becomes your father. Your old daddy has no rights to abuse you anymore. He has no right whatsoever. You can see the only Christian that the devil can abuse is a Christian that does not understand the devil cannot abuse you anymore. He has no legal right over you. And the only right that he has now is what you give him illegally. Amen. And the second thing that happens, okay, the second thing that happened to a Roman citizen when he, when, when he or she was adopted into a family is you become an undeniable heir to the family. Amen. Let's, let's look at the PowerPoint real quickly right now. An undeniable heir to the family. 
if there were 10 natural children, biological children into the family and you were adopted in, you would have their level of headship in the family that could not be denied. You were totally a legal heir for your father's estate and now your adoptive father's estate. Wow. Amen. And, and, and number three, the third thing that happened was that your old life was totally erased. Amen. Your old lifestyle was totally erased. Amen. I love this one. You know, whatever you had done in your life before when you were adopted, there was no record of it again. They did not take your old name, your old record and bring it into your new family and your new name. Even if you had debts from your old family, you know, it's all forgiven. Amen. Uh, 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 you know, if you had $100,000 of debts and you were adopted into the family, all your debt was forgiven. Your new family did not even have to pay it. You know, how many of you know that when you came into the kingdom of God, that your old record was erased and all your debts were forgiven? That is what happened to all of us when we got saved, when we, 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 we are free, we are totally forgiven. Amen. There's no record in heaven, no mention of it again. And the fourth thing that happened when you were adopted as a Roman citizen. The law protected you for the rest of your life. Amen. The law protected you from the rest of your life. You were protected from the rest of your life. Amen. Praise God. Every single benefit Every single thing that related to your adoption, the Roman law was there to protect you as a full heir, a family member in that family. So when the apostle Paul is saying that you have been adopted, there is a spirit of adoption on you. What you need to understand is you have been now adopted into the family of God. Your old master, your old parents have no authority over you. Your record has been wiped out. You are now a co-heir in the kingdom of God with legal protection from God. Let's turn to the book of Romans chapter 8 verse 17. And if children then heirs, heirs of God, join heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, then we also be glorified together. Hallelujah. Amen. I, I just love that statement. I am a co-heir. Amen. With God. Again, I want you to listen to me. We are not just as in the kingdom of God, but we are as to the level of Jesus. Amen. Amen. That's why the scripture says in Luke chapter 12, verse 29 to 32. Let's turn there real quickly. Amen. It goes like this. And do not seek what you should eat or what you should drink, nor have an anxious mind. For all these things the nations of the world seek after, and your heavenly Father knows that you need these things. But seek 
the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added to you. Do not fear, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Let me repeat that again. To give you that kingdom. Amen. Again, you know, this is what it means. Do not let your life be consumed about temporal provision. Do not have an ancient mind. Do not always spend your time worrying all the time because that is the product of not understanding that you are, you have a heavenly father that wants to bless you. Amen. This is what Jesus is saying. You have a father. Your father knows that you need all these things. Now listen, little flock. Do not be afraid. God is trying to give you the kingdom. You are an heir of the kingdom. You have a father and your father is trying to give you not just a kingdom. It's the kingdom. Amen. Again, it is the kingdom. God is trying to give you the kingdom. And the, there can only be one kingdom. It is called the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is everything he has. God is trying to give you everything that he has. And the reason that you worry so much and the reason why you live in so much fear is that you do not think that you have a daddy. You do not think that God cares that much for about you and you do not really understand that you are a legal heir of everything in heaven as much as Jesus is. You are a co-heir. <laughs> Amen. And this is what you live. You know, and, and, and this is why, you know, some of us live in so much fear because we don't believe whatever Jesus said. You know, we are a, a, a co-heir with him. You know, again, if your dad was Bill Gates, okay, you would not worry about lunch money. I can promise you that. You will not worry about your clothes. You will not worry about your education. You will not worry about anything because your daddy was Bill Gates. And you will not have to worry about anything. How many of you know that you have a greater daddy than Bill Gates? And can I tell you something? If you have any kind of problem, daddy is here to cure you. Amen. You say, Pastor, I, I've got this money problem. Uh, uh, well, can I share something with you? I have a rich father. There is no money problems that you can have that your rich daddy cannot cure. You know, oh, 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 pastor, pastor, you must understand, you know, I got enemies in my life, powerful enemies. Your daddy can beat them all up. Amen. You, again, let me, let me say this again. You know, God is bigger. You see, oh, 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 oh. then, then you, you may be thinking, you know, Pastor, you don't understand. I've got problems in my life. Uh, 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 that are The problems in my life are so complex. I want to share with you that your daddy is a genius. You know, again, there is no problem in your life that your daddy cannot solve. And that's the reason, you know, sometimes we forget and we live in so much fear and, and anxieties because we do not think that you have a daddy. But if you do... If you knew that you had a daddy, you would not worry anymore. And that's what Jesus is dealing with you. Or Jesus is dealing with the disciples continually. His teaching is about the amount of worry and fear there is in their lives because they do not understand their sonship in God. Amen. And that is what the apostle Paul is saying here. You are either going to live 
in bondage driven by fear because you think you are a slave and you are not a son. Or you are going to live with a spirit of adoption because you realize that you are and that you are an heir in the kingdom of God. You are going to live in one or the other, but you are not going to live in both. You are going to live as a son or you are going to live as a slave. Amen. Okay. And let's turn to the book of Romans chapter 8 verse 14 to 16. Romans chapter 8 verse 14 to 16. It reads like this. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For you did not receive a spirit of bondage again to fear. But you receive the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father, the Spirit himself bear witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Do you know? In a Roman adoption, they had seven witnesses present at the adoption. When the legal proceeding was happening, you brought seven witnesses with you. And these were very important people in your life. Because if anyone ever contested your adoption, you brought one <laughs> more of those witnesses to court with you. And they said, I was there. <laughs> Amen. I was there and I was a witness. They have adopted them as a part of the family. And the Bible says, our witness is the Holy Spirit. If the devil ever attacks you and starts condemning you and telling you that you are not a child of God, that you are not on your way to heaven, the Holy Spirit stands up and says, I witnessed during the family. I was there when I feel you. I am in you. Amen. The the, the hope of glory, Christ in us. Amen. All I need to do when I'm discouraged and when I doubt my my, my adoption, I begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. Amen. I begin to pray. Amen. You know, in tongues. You know, uh, 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 again, if you ever sit there thinking to yourself, I just do not know how God could love me for all the things that I've done. And I just do not know this and that. I need you to just allow yourself, you yourself to the Holy Ghost and pray in tongues for a moment. Amen. You see, the Holy Spirit is in our spirit. You know, in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17 says, But he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. Amen. When we are saved, the Holy Spirit is Christ in us, the hope of glory. When I talk about the Holy Spirit, is the Spirit of God, is the Spirit of Jesus. He is the hope of glory. Let's turn to Colossians chapter 1, verse 27. Amen. It goes like this. You know, uh, let's read that scripture for a moment. Amen. To them, God will to make 
known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. So when you speak in tongues, when you start to, 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 to allow yourself and you, that is hope. Amen. You are still a child of God. You, you have the spirit of adoption. You're no longer in bondage. You have been bought with a price. Here's the bottom line. You know, you are either following your fears which leads you to bondage and fear always leads you to destructive behavior. When you respond to worry and fear, you will never make one right decision in all of your life. Fear is basically a malform of insanity. When you are responding to fear, you think you are going, you are doing, or you are uh, you, you are you, you may think that you are doing the right thing. You are never doing the right thing. That's why the Bible says God did not give us a spirit of fear, but He gave us power and love and a sound mind. When you are responding to faith, you are always doing the right thing. And you know something? Even though my fear might be, you know, there I wrestle with it, but, but I need to remind myself, God does not like me, that I am a slave. He's going to, you know, I have to wrestle with all kinds of thought and not allow the spirit of bondage to control me. Oh, God's going to crush me like an end. And, 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 and I've got to push back. That's why the Bible says you've got to submit to God, resist the devil. And I'm going to say, I'm a son of God. Amen. I'm going to take action on it. Amen. I'm going to make a decision for the rest of my life as though I'm God's favorite child. And though God loves me, I will not make a, you know, again, I will not allow. Amen. And I, I'm going to make a decision as if that I'm his favorite child. Amen. And that's what the apostle Paul is saying. Let me say it in another way. The opposite of the spirit of adoption is an orphan spirit. Amen. Most of us have been raised, especially in Singapore, with an orphan spirit. <laughs> Amen. Again, I, 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 you know, I had a father that's a great dad, but somehow or other he was not, I, I wasn't intimate with him because I think both of us don't know what intimacy looks like because we never had an intimate, we, we, we do not know what intimacy will, is like at all, you know. And, and again, you know, it, uh, I, I think that I only can be intimate with my father if I get good grades. And, 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 and when, when I, I, I feel, you know, my dad will take the cane and cane me and that triggers an orphan spirit. I feel like I'm abandoned, you know. And, and again, abandonment is the worst fear of any orphan. And it is a reality that I have to live with every day of my life until I have to learn this intimacy with God. Amen. You know, again, uh, 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 you know, we are all byproducts sometimes of people's mistakes, but we have to stop and say that, hey, that's not like my heavenly father. Amen. Again, you know, I have a present dad. I have somebody showing interest with me. Amen. Let's turn to John chapter 14, verse 16 to 18. It goes like this. John chapter 14, verse 16 to 18. You know, it goes like this, you know, and I pray the father <clears throat> and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever, the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. And this is what 
the orphan spirit needs to hear. I'm going to come. I'm going to be with you. You know, I'm going to be with you. You know why Jesus is saying that? Because that is what they were thinking. They were hearing Jesus say that I'm going to go away. And they think, well, if you're going to go away, that means you're going to desert us and our worst fear has come true. And Peter say, well, let me just go ahead and die. <laughs> you know, let me just go ahead and do whatever I have to do. <laughs> you know, and Jesus says, I'm not going to leave you, Peter. I'm going to be, I'm going to send you the spirit back and I will not leave you as often. Amen. And I, I want to take time to address this, this often spirit. I want to give you a definition of this often spirit. Amen. Because when I give you that definition, you can see at times, you know, this is operating unknowingly in our lives. Amen. So, so let me give you the definition of this often spirit. Amen. Let's look in the script. Uh, let's look at this definition. You know that you have an often spirit or mentality when you are feeling and thinking as though you are spiritually on your own in life and that God is either distance uncaring or even adversary to your needs, desires, and dreams. Amen. Let me repeat that again. You know that you have an often spirit mentality when you are feeling and thinking as though you are spiritually on your own in life and that God is either distance or uncaring or even adversary to your needs and dreams. Amen. You know, again, we got to be very careful about this thought process, feeling that God is really not present, that God is not a parent to care for me. That is what an orphan spirit is. You know, I grew up most of my life with an orphan spirit. When I became a Christian, I loved God. It was not difficult for me to believe in God, but what was difficult for me is to believe that He cared about me in a personal way. It was difficult for me to believe that He knew everything about me and He was going to help me through every little issue in life. So I just felt like I'm on my own and, you know, after being born again, I have to purify my life. I have to live with rules and regulations and that's kind of tiring. <laughs> Amen. You know, and, and again, you know, I see it most of the time, you know, uh, especially in the culture of Singapore, you know, we have young people in Singapore before they are 18, they will live without a present father <laughs> and the children who live with their father you know said that in average they spend three days three minutes a day with their children face to face and that is going to be a tremendous problem in singapore with abandoned children by fathers i'm so glad that we have this pandemic that it allow us to be presence with our kid and not just only presence but emotionally present do you know what the last verse of the Old Testament say, you know, it says this, before the great and coming day of the Lord, I will send Elijah the prophet and he will come and turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the children to the fathers, lest I come and smite the land with a curse. Amen. You know, again, love, shall we just pray this prayer right now? Father, that you will turn our hearts 
Lord, that there'll be a reconciliation that will take place because it is written, God, that you will turn the hearts of the father and the children's hearts towards each other, that there will be a spirit of reconciliation, God. Again, in the name of Jesus, Father, do it. Right now, God, do it as we are praying. Do it right now, God, that, Lord, that we want to be emotionally present. God, we don't want to forsake our children. We don't want to abandon our children. But, God, that our children will know and can understand the Father's love in Jesus' name. And all God's people say, Amen. If the hearts of men are not turned back to their children, the nation will come under a curse. The orphan spirit is the spirit that says, I'm alone and I'm on my own. You are always just fearful and worried and going through life, trying to solve your own problems. The spirit of adoption that says, there is nothing with me that daddy cannot fix. You see the contrast here? I do not have to worry anymore. My daddy is rich. I do not have to fight anybody, everybody on my own. My daddy is powerful. I do not have to solve my own problems. My daddy is a genius. And when I had that orphan spirit and I was being led a slave, battered by the, that spirit, I was my own salvation. I was my own provider. I was my own deliverer and defender. That was when I was an orphan. And now I've been adopted by a brand new daddy. <laughs> and I need to learn to receive daddy's leadership and need to learn to act like I got daddy, <laughs> that I am no longer an orphan. And Jesus said this, I will not leave you as orphans. You know, how many of you believe that he's, he's Jesus is telling the truth? Again, regardless of what you fear this morning, you are not an orphan. And the worst thing in the world is for a bunch of Christians to be walking around acting like we are orphan. It is not very good advertisement for our daddy. People say, Hey, you are a Christian, but yet you worry like mad? Does that sound like complimentary to our daddy? We have a father. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a father. When you wake up and you realize that you have a father, your heart is safe. Amen. Your solution is relationship. An orphan does not have the luxury because an orphan spirit has to find a solution within themselves. But a child who has been adopted finds a solution in the family and they belong to it. It is just a different way of thinking. <laughs> Let me give you some traits of an orphan spirit versus a spirit of adoption. Amen. You know, I, I again, you know, because this is a brand new way of living and some of us, you know, may not know it. But after I give you that definition, you start to reflect on your own life. You realize, my goodness, I've allowed this spirit of bondage, this orphan spirit to take charge over my life. So I want to give you some traits so that you will recognize it right away. And then you could put on the new man. Amen. You got to yield yourself to the spirit of adoption and you got to push back all this spirit of fear. Amen. The spirit of fear comes in and it, it, when you start to believe, you know, uh, 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 or, or you start to have a heart of unbelief. That's why the children of Israel, they cannot enter rest because they had unbelief. Amen. So, so let's talk about how does, uh, 
what are some traits of an, an, an orphan spirit? Okay, here we go. Number one. The number one trait of an orphan spirit is they are motivated by fear. Amen. Worry, fear, anxiety. Most of what I did in my early adulthood as a Christian, I, I fear abandonment. I fear rejection. I fear poverty. I fear men. I fear whatever. So, you know, I try to act like a clown to act, you know, try to please everybody because you know what? I fear men. A spirit of adoption is motivated by love. Perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. There is no fear in love. Amen. That's what the Bible says. You know, again, the first trait that you find is that you are constantly motivated by fear. Amen. And then the next trait is this. You know, the next trait, the second trait I want to bring up to you is this. The second trait of an orphan spirit is a performance base. When Peter heard that Jesus was leaving, he said, if I die, that will, will that help? <laughs> an orphan spirit, you get what you deserve. Life is tough. Wherever you are going to get what you deserve and you are not going to get any more than that. But a spirit of adoption says it's the spirit of adoption is grace-based. I do not have to deserve anything. I am part of the family. How many of you know that family members act differently in the home? Amen. So they do not have to be keep on performing. Amen. They are always accepted. They can just go into the fridge as a family member. You know, they don't even ask permission. Can I have a drink of water? Sometimes they just go in and take green tea. <laughs> Amen. Again, you know, that's what families do. Families will come together and just, you know, sometimes they just, you know, be themselves, you know, again, uh, 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 you know, and, and what gives them the right? <laughs> To behave the way that they have the blood <laughs> the blood of jesus amen and that's why the the the, the son acts a son is just confident you know they just jump in on daddy's lap and, and it does not matter that you are not perfect but an orphan always feels like i got to deserve to be loved even then I do not know if I will be loved you know constantly performing making every body around you perform amen so again they are very performance based you know and the next thing that they struggle with is this controlling nature amen controlling nature the number three trait of an orphan spirit is a controlling nature i am on my own my security is based in how much of my environment that I can control. But a spirit of adoption is a trusting nature. Daddy has got everything taken care of. I do not have to control everything and everybody. Amen. Okay. So again, you know, uh, the third trait is controlling because they just don't like to be uncomfortable. 
Amen. Everything they have to control. And and number four, you know, uh, uh, the nature of uh, often spirit is they have pride. Amen. Okay. The number four trait of an orphan spirit is prideful. And the prideful see anyone who grows up without nurturing parents overdevelops their personality or their skill set. And when you see a person, you know, uh, 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 you know, this is the way I was, this is the way I was so domineering, you know, sometimes, you know, to my wife, but I was growing up, I did not have nurturing, the kind of nurturing that a child needs. You know, uh, I want to say, God bless my parents, they did their best, but in a quest of wanting the best for me, they have high standards for me. And and again, you know, I had two things, you know, I uh, 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 one was, wrong self-confidence you know i thought that if i were to perform well you know i i i you know and 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 push everybody down you know that will make me feel you know like as if i'm somebody and the other was a projected arrogance that was covering up all my insecurities you know i wanted you to think that i was the toughest the coolest the smartest but on the inside i felt weak and vulnerable and insecure it was a false projection like paul whenever something happened you know uh, sorry not paul uh, like peter when something bad happens you know uh when he's feeling insecure peter will always be the one saying if you're going to die i'm, I'm going to die with you well let me say this again the person who made Peter scream like a baby or whine, it was not a Roman soldier, but a little girl. <laughs> a little girl came up at a campfire outside where Jesus was being interrogated. And the little girl came up and said, aren't you a Gal Galilean too? <laughs> and he was upset. You know, he cursed the girl, acted like he had never met Jesus and he was so full of insecurity and fear. But he loved to give this projection like he was somebody tough. He was the one who cut that person's ear in the garden, swinging that sword, being very violent. Amen. You know, uh, and, and, and many times, and, and often spirit does that. You know, they will try to cut everybody down and in the act of defense, they become brutal. In the, uh, Either there's a spirit of anger that will come, don't touch me. If you touch me, I'm going to make you pay for it. Or they will run away. Amen. But the spirit of adoption is secure. I'm secure. My security does not come from me. My security comes from my daddy. And, and, and is that how you feel? You know, when, when someone confronts you with your weakness, you know, what's the first reaction? You know, would you say, wow, I never saw that before. Thank you for bringing it up. Or you get very upset, you know, and, 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 and because your identity, your self-worth is based on performance. Amen. And then the, the next trait is, is that the fact that, you know, you have the inability to trust easily. Amen. And which brings me to the next one. They are always suspicious of authority. Amen. Again, uh, the sixth trait of an orphan spirit is suspicious of authority. I'm an orphan because of what the authority did to me. <laughs> and I have not forgotten it. To me, the word, 
Father authority is just a title. <laughs> and I don't need, you know, this, uh, you know, I don't need to be submitted to authority. But the adoption spirit is a submitted to the authority. And authority is a good thing. Because authority is like my daddy who is safe, who is faithful, who has, who wants the best for me. Amen. And the seventh trait, let's talk about the seventh trait here real quickly. And, and because they have suspicious with authority, guess what happened? They have a guarded, they are guarded emotionally. Amen. They are guarded emotionally. Let me, let me go there real quickly. The, the number seven trait of an orphan spirit is they are guarded emotionally. They don't know what it means to be vulnerable. They are just guarded. You can see that you cannot come close to them. You know, they fear being rejected. I don't want you to... Oh, I, I don't want to open up because if I open up, nobody will love me. If I show you who I really am, you may leave me. And, and, and you know what? I will feel alone. But the spirit of adoption is emotionally open, expressive. I can be exactly who I am and my daddy loves me anyway. I do not have to fear being real. I am loved. It is just that you know the reason that you fear being real in relationship is because there is no foundation of agape love, God's love, God's kinds of love. And when you have a true love in a relationship, there is no fear. Perfect love casts away fear. If you know who I am seeing, you know, uh, 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 a lot of people that love you, love you based on what you do. But God loves you based on what He does know. <laughs> he knows everything. And at the end of the day, He still loves you. And the eighth trait of an orphan spirit is materialism. Amen. Materialism. Let's, let's look at that real quickly. Materialism. Amen. I've gained security by how many things I can accumulate around me. In Matthew chapter 6, Jesus is talking about the Father. The Father is the focus in Matthew chapter 6. How much God loves us. How much He don't think He is. And every sparrow that falls to the ground, He takes, He knows about. How much more value are you than the sparrows? So you of little faith. Amen. Amen. Again, you know, in Matthew chapter 6, he is trying to tell you this, that I love you. I am a heavenly father that I'm interested in you. And then he goes on to say that you cannot serve two masters. Either you serve God or you serve Mammon. Amen. And he wants us to not lay up treasures on earth. Amen. Lay up treasures in heaven. And when a person has an unnatural need to put material possessions around them, it is because that is their security for tomorrow. It is not God. And I want to go back and say again, if you knew that you had a rich father who was going to be there tomorrow that will always care for you, your security is him. When you do not know that you have a rich daddy that will be there tomorrow to take care of you, your security is your bank account and how many things that you can stack around you. 
You know, again, I honestly believe that the more wounded and more rejected people become or, 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 or as Singaporeans, sometimes, you know, the more of an orphan spirit that we have, Singapore will adopt the lifestyle of materialism. Amen. And we need to be careful that we find our security in externals rather than the internals. A person who is adopted in God's family is spiritually centered and they are not materialistic. They are generous givers. And, and this, this does not mean that they are not blessed. It just means that those blessings are not their security. <laughs> Amen. Okay. So again, we, 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 we got to be careful. You know, again, you know, where do we get our security from? Where do we get our significance from? And, and where do I get our identity? You know, if, if the world gives it to me and the world can take it back, you know, it's so unpredictable, you know, with the pandemic, with, 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 with the crisis that is at hand, you know, you, you just cannot, the Bible goes on to tell us, you know, everything that will be shaken, I mean, can be shaken, will be shaken. And the only thing that cannot stand is our walk with God. And, and again, that is what we need. We need to have that intimacy with Jesus Christ to stabilize us. Amen. And the number nine trait of an orphan spirit is addictive and compulsive behavior. Amen. Addictive and compulsive behavior. Let's look at that real quickly. You know, addictive and compulsive behavior. You know, uh, uh, they are driven by fear. So they have a compulsive kind of personality. Amen. Uh, this is where addictions come from. They come from anxiety and fear. So they turn to alcohol to get a quick release. Drugs, food, sex, gambling. They turn to whatever that they can to find some kind of or some way to medicate their problem or to solve a problem. And it always leads to bondage. A person who has a spirit of adoption, you know, learns how to cast their cares, learns how to be content. They learn that God is my answer. They learn that God is not in a, it, it's a, God is not a substance. Again, they are in relationship with God and, and they can talk to their daddy about it. They can identify and, and the Bible says that the spirit of God is a, comforter and then he will comfort us and then you know better than just medicating us he will comfort us a relationship with jesus christ is my solution that frees me amen so uh, the, so it's a powerful different ways of dealing with things amen the bible says that the holy spirit is our comforter and the 10th trait let's talk about the 10th trait here amen the 10th trait Judgment, judgmental and rejecting. Judgmental and rejecting. The number 10 trait of an orphan spirit is judgmental and rejecting. Amen. Is that you grow up tough, when you grow up an orphan, all you do is to survive. You despise weakness in yourself and everybody else. You do not like differences. People being the same as me makes me feel secure. Differences threatened. So an orphan spirit is judgmental and rejecting. A spirit of adoption is merciful, accepting. Amen. Amen. Everybody say praise God. You know, I grew up in the house of the Lord with a merciful father. It is easy for me to accept others. You know, when, when you are raised by God, you have a spirit like that. 
And the next trait, the number 11 trait of an orphan is a spirit of neg- uh, negative and fatalistic. Amen. Negative and fatalistic. Okay. You can hear it come out from a person's mouth. Life has been tough. Every time they solve a problem, two more appears and then the next one may be the last one because they are tired and they are weary. It is just like uh, a fatalistic kind of negative attitude. But for a person with a spirit of adoption, it's positive and hopeful. Every problem I have ever had, my daddy has been there to solve it. That problem, you know, the next problem is going to come up. My daddy has a solution. He's going to be there. He's going to solve that problem. I do not know what tomorrow holds. The only thing that I know is that I'm going to have a daddy there. He's going to be there. It is a spirit of adoption and nobody's going to be there but me and the enemy may be bigger than I am. But guess what? (laughs) You know, I have a daddy that cares. Amen. I'm a daddy. I'm a daddy's boy. You know, again, they 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 are optimistic. They believe that there is a spirit of adoption that comes upon them and they see things in a different light. Amen. Are you fatalistic in your thinking? Are you judgmental? Amen. Or are you negative? You know, these are the kind of questions that, that you got to you know, ask yourself, and, and could it be that this spirit of adoption is trying to, or, or this spirit of bondage is trying to cut, grab a hold of you? Amen. And the next trait that we're going to talk about, which is an important one, is this whole idea of jealousy. Amen. Jealousy. To an orphan, relationships are rare and they are very precious. And because I've, they have never felt the secure love that is needed growing up. They felt like an orphan. And when they find somebody that pays attention to them, they are deeply fearful that somebody might take away that place in that relationship. A very jealous person is typically driven by an orphan spirit. You know, Jesus paid attention to Peter and every single time that Jesus started talking about leaving, Peter would just immediately jump on Jesus and say, do not leave. No, you cannot do that. You cannot leave. Why cannot I come? You know, I mean, I will do anything. Scrub the floors, you know, do all kinds of stuff. Just, 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 just don't go. That's what an orphan spirit says. Do not leave me. Do not let somebody else take my place. I've seen you looking at somebody, you know, I don't like you to praise that individual. I get jealous. (laughs) <laughs> Do not look at them. Uh, don't forget me. You know, it's a constant being driven by insecurity and jealousy in a relationship. You know, and therefore they, they find it hard to have relationships because they are always constantly jealous all the time. But uh, the adoption spirit says, you know what? There's so much love in my family. Come. Come to the table. My daddy can love you and me at the same time. There is plenty of love in our family. I've seen my daddy love millions of people. At the same time, he's loving me. There is more love than I can possibly ever dream of. Relationships are secure. Relationships are bountiful. Do not fear of losing the love of the family. And so you could just see 
by looking at that tremendous difference of the way you live your life, if you have an orphan spirit driven by fear and insecurity or a spirit of adoption. And that's why the Apostle Paul is saying, if you are being led by the Spirit of God, you will become a son of God and you will have this you will not have the spirit of slavery leading back to fear. Amen. Amen. We got to be very, very careful who is going to be in charge in our lives. Amen. You know, I, I think this, this, you know, for those people that, 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 you know, they are watching and this is the very first time they're hearing about this whole idea of the spirit of adoption. So the question maybe needs to be answered. How do I receive the spirit of adoption? First of all, you need to be born again. Amen. You need to be born again. Okay. I think this is so important. You know, you need to be born again. So what does born again means? You need to repent and believe the gospel. Let's turn to the book of Mark. Mark chapter 1 verse 15. The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel. Again, what is the gospel? The gospel is good news. Have you heard about the good news? You know, again, last week we talked about it. You know, everybody is trying to feel this emptiness inside your heart. But those things don't fill you. The more you have, the more you have money, the more you want money. It's never ending. The more you have an iPhone, you want a better iPhone. Never ending. In fact, Jesus was talking to the woman at the well of Samaria, you know, saying that, hey, when you drink of this water, you will thirst again. But the water that I give to you will fill you up. You will never thirst again. And everyone has this emptiness in our heart. We are all lost like sheep. And the only way we can Find fulfillment is through this person by the name of Jesus Christ. So who is Jesus Christ? Well, Jesus Christ, he is God manifested in flesh. You see, man cannot save themselves. God came, you know, God came as a man, died on the cross so that we, you and I can receive forgiveness so that he can put his spirit in us. He died and was buried, but he rose again on the third day, symbolizing that he is God. Let's turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 1 to 4. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 1 to 4. Amen. Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preached to you which also you receive, in which you stand, by which also you are saved. If you hold fast that word which I preached to you, unless you believe in vain, for I delivered to you first of all, which, is, which I also received, that Christ died for our sins, according to the scripture. And he was buried and he, was, he rose again on the third day, according to the scripture. Amen. So again, in order for us to receive the spirit of adoption, you need to know about Jesus. Amen. You need to know this good news that God came down so that he can feel you. Amen. So that he can allow that spirit to come upon you and then you will receive the spirit of adoption. And, 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 and in order for us to respond to him, we need to be born again. In the book of John chapter 3, verse 3, all the way to verse Five, you know, it goes like this. Let's let's read it real quickly. 
you know, uh, is, uh, you know, let's look at it real quickly. John chapter 3, verse 3, all the way to verse 5. You know, uh, Jesus answered and said to him, Most surely I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into the mother's womb and be born? In verse 5, he tells us Jesus' answer. Most surely I say unto you, unless one is born of water and spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which, which is born of flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I say to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes and you may hear the sound of it. Underline the word, you may hear the sound of it and you will hear, not may, sorry, you will hear the sound of it. But cannot tell where it comes from. And where it goes, so is everyone who is born of the Spirit. Again, if you notice, you need to be born again. After you believe, you have to repent. You have to turn your ways. Your, you know, when you say you believe, it will accompany action. And the way to, to be born again, you need to be born again of water and of Spirit. So what does this mean? Acts chapter 2, verse 38 to 39. Let's turn there real quickly. In Acts chapter 2, verse 38 to 39. And Peter said to them, Repent, let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. So what happens here? You need to be born of water and of spirit. Amen. You see, believing is the first step, but you need to respond by being born again. And when you are born again, salvation is adoption. Amen. 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 That's what born again really means. You know, so you respond to water baptism and God will graciously fill you with the Spirit of God. If you are here this morning and you have never heard about the gospel, or you have never responded to being born again. You know, God is inviting you to be a part of the family. And the way to be a part of His family is to be born again. And once you are born again, I want you to know that you are in the family. It is all uh, a free gift. Amen. You are in the family of God. And this is what it looks like in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 Verse 1 all the way to 9 tells us, amen. Let's, let's look at it real quickly. You know, and you were made alive who were dead in trespasses and sin, in which you were once walked according to the course of the world, according to the prince and the powers of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desire of the of the flesh and of the mind, where by nature children of wrath, just as the others. But God, who is rich in mercy because of His great love, with which He loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace ye have been saved and raised up, raised up us up together and made He us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus that in the ages to come he might show that exceeding riches and his grace in his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. 
For by grace you have been saved through faith and not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. Amen. So again, God's wanting to give us this gift that you and I can call him Abba Father. Amen. So regardless of how bad you have been in the past, regardless of any issues in your life this morning, I want you to understand, you know, in an instant of the time, you can be, when you are born again, you will be adopted into the family. Amen. And you will receive the spirit of adoption when you receive the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let me reminds you this scripture again i love this scripture and i i i have to use it all the time because you know this is what we are talking about the spirit of adoption amen let's look at it real quickly for as many as are led by the son about by the spirit of god they are the sons of god for ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear but ye have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry Abba Father, the Spirit itself bear witness, beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Amen. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of adoption. He is the one that will lead us closer to God. The more you are walking in the Spirit, the more you are walking in the love of God. The less often spirit Again, the, of, the less the often spirit will affect your life. Therefore, you no longer a slave, but you have become a son and an heir of God through Christ. Because you are the sons. Amen. You know, uh, now you need to understand that, that, that as we open ourselves and the spirit begins to fill us, we are hosting the spirit. Amen. And every day we need to ask the Holy Spirit, purify, hello be, be thy name. You know, again, help me understand that I have a heavenly father that cares for me, that I'm no longer an orphan. Amen. I need to be filled with the spirit. This is what the scripture says in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 17 to 20. Let's look at it real quickly Ephesians chapter 5 verse 17 to 20 it says therefore do not be unwise but understand what the will of the Lord is do not be drunk with wine in which dissipation but be filled with the spirit speaking to one another in psalms hymns spiritual songs singing making melody in our hearts to the Lord giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ Amen. Amen. Again, every day of our lives, we need to yield to the Spirit. I do not want to yield to a spirit of bondage. I want to yield to the spirit of adoption. And next week, we're going to be talking about a Mary spirit versus a Martha spirit. Mary could sit at the feet of Jesus and listen to Him, but Martha could not. Amen. And, 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 and the following week after that, we're going to talk about uh, how lovers talk. You know, and we're going to talk about speaking in tongues a little bit. Amen. I want to talk to you about the importance of speaking in tongues in your life. You know, the Apostle Paul says, I thank God that I speak in tongues more than you all. You know, again, the scriptures also say that he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God. And can I tell you something? The most intimate language 
in the universe is tongues. The devil cannot understand it. It is a private language between you and God. And it is something that we need to be doing in a time where we are together, uh, in a time where we are alone with God and let the Spirit pray through us. Amen. In fact, in Romans chapter 8, verse 26, it tells us, you know, uh, uh, likewise, the Spirit also help us in our weakness. For we do not know what we should pray, for we ought. But the Spirit Himself make intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. You see, when, when I don't know what to pray, I can always speak in tongues. And the Spirit connects with God's Spirit. Amen. The Spirit is God's Spirit. Amen. The Holy Spirit is God in me. The Spirit of God knows how to move in the and, and how to pray for that situation. Amen. So if you do not know what praying in the Holy Ghost is all about, you know, we, we, we're going to be touching that. But, but more than that, you see, when we are praying in the Holy Spirit, amen, He's casting out that often spirit out of you. He's putting into a spirit of adoption in you. But this is our responsibility every day to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Our responsibility is to wake up every morning and to yield ourselves to the Spirit of God. Let's, let's turn to a, another scripture here. You know, in, in Romans chapter 6, verse 13, And do not present your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin, but present yourself to God as being alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. Amen. So again, you know, every morning you pray, God, I do not want to be led by a slave with fear and performance and all to this day. Lord, I am sick and tired of living in anxiety, worrying about myself. You know what? I got to remind me. I got to be renewed in my mind. I got to, when I speak in tongues, I'm pushing out the spirit of bondage out of me. I have a daddy, uh, the spirit of God. The, the Spirit of God resides in me. I yield myself every morning. Fill me up with the love of God and lead me. You know, every time when I got a problem, remind me that I have a daddy. And I thank God this morning I have a daddy because, Lord, your word says you will never leave me as an orphan. Amen. You have come to me. You will come to me. Again, this is really, really very exciting that, Lord, Every day when I pray in the Spirit, I remember that I have a helper. The Holy Spirit is that helper. The Holy Spirit is will lead me to all truth. The Holy Spirit every morning will remind me that saying that I am a child. And Jesus says, unless you are converted and become like children, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. You cannot be, you know, again, you cannot be a grown-up. A doubt in your mind and succeed. Oh, I got to do it on my own. When you wake up in the morning, you need to remind yourself, I'm a child of God and I need Him. Amen. I may be an adult to other people. I may be ancient to some, but I am a little child to you and I need you, Daddy. Daddy, feed me. The orphan spirit will often isolate from the body of Christ. It is going to keep us from becoming the people that we ought to be and living the way that we ought to be living, gaining our own inheritance into the kingdom of God and, 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 and being a witness to the people. And often spirit doesn't do that at all. It keeps us addicted and living in bondage. Amen. 
Amen. Everybody say praise God. You know, I, I'm going to add with this last scripture. You know, again, you know, some people, you know, I, I, in, in my growing up years as a Christian, I, I'm going to say this to you. You know, uh, uh, sometimes I pray, Lord, where are you? I feel like you are so far away. And I, I got a scripture here for you. You know, 1 John, 1 John, chapter 4. Let's look at it real quickly. 1 John, uh, Okay, first John, let me look at that real quickly. Okay, first John chapter 4, verse 16 to 19. And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love, and he who abides in love abides in God, and God in him. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have bonus in the day of judgment because as he is, so are we in the world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. The verse that I want to draw your attention in this verse is this verse 16. And we have known and believed. You may know, but you need to act on what you know. That's called faith. You see, I believe that the Apostle John did not have an orphan spirit because, you know, it was very easy for him to accept the love of God. Why? Because when you study the whole gospel, you know, you always sin <laughs> that the disciple John leaned over on the breast of Jesus at the Last Supper, and 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 and, and we can see in the writings that that John's mother came to plead for him, <laughs> you know. Uh, uh, but however, when I start to study about Peter, you never once Peter's parents was mentioned in the gospel. Amen. You know, but for John, you remember that, that whole issue, you know, he said that I want, John's mom said, I want you to put my boys on both sides of you. I want you to take care of my boys. You know, and Jesus said, well, you're pretty pushy. <laughs> you know, you know, you, you don't know what you're asking for. I cannot handle that. <laughs> you see, John knew what it was like to have a parent who take care of them. You know, and, and, and John is saying this, we have known and believed the love that God has for us, that love casts out all of our fears. Again, I, I just want you to understand this important point here. You know, uh, uh, we got to be very careful, you know, that, you know, that we, when we pray, we need to Pray as if that we are the favorite child, you know, not, Lord, are you there? <laughs> you know, uh, where are you, Lord? You know, I, when, from, from, from the whole idea of where are you, then when I start to meditate on Psalms 139, when he's there, you know, I, when I start to declare, Lord, I know you are here, my prayer life change. <laughs> Amen. Amen. You see, when, 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 when you say that you believe something in, 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 in the Bible, it says you have to act on it. <laughs> you know, again, it does not mean to just think. It, it means that you have to act on what you know. 
you know, you, you, you know and believe, you have known and believe in the love of God has for us. Amen. And the only way you will ever experience the love of God is to begin to act like He loves you before you feel like He loves you. You just start acting like you are the favorite child of God. You wake up in the morning and you pray because it's just a flow. You know, you know something, you know, you keep on telling yourself, you know something, I'm a child of God. You know, He's concerned about me. You know, uh, uh, I'm just going to act all day long that I have a Father in Heaven who cares about me and He's going to take care of me. Amen. And when, when you start behaving that way, God responds. Amen. You see, God will not respond to unbelief. He will, own, he will not respond to fear. That's why we cannot allow the spirit of fear to control us. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 tells us. Amen. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6. It goes like this. Uh, but without faith, it is impossible to please Him. For He who comes to God must believe that He is and that he is a rewarder of them that seek Him diligently. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Okay, you know, when you start to pray, or when you start to say, Oh, I, I do not know. I just don't know if God cares about me. You know, you, you're letting that, 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 that the spirit of bondage control you. Amen. That often spirit that controls you. you. You are saying this, Oh, Lord, I think that you stink as a father. I think you stink so bad that I'm not going to even ask you as though you are a good father. You know, again, we have to change our thinking. We have to say, Oh, regardless, Regardless where I come from, regardless of my fears and pain in my life, regardless of that orphan spirit, uh, what he tries to speak to me, the Bible says I am the son of God and I've got to act what the word has say. And again, I remind you, Israel say in a wilderness because of unbelief, the sin of unbelief. They did not put their faith in the word of God and they will not enter rest. Let's look at the scripture real quickly. Amen. Again, it goes like this, you know, uh, Hebrews chapter 3, verse 12, Beware, brethren, lest there be any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the Lord. Let's turn to the last part. So we see they could not enter because of unbelief. So here's the bottom line. You have father that cares about you more than you can possibly comprehend. If you would live based on that knowledge, it will transform your life and it will turn you into a son and you will get that spirit of slavery out of you. You know, again, everybody you see around you will suddenly begin to change and they can see that you are the son of the almighty God. Amen. You see, I, I want us to pray, you know, because there are days, you know, I struggle with it. There are days that, you know, I begin to beat myself up, you know, all the time and allow this spirit. But that's not how God thinks about you. You know, the Bible says God, in Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11, when he thinks about you, there is no evil thought in him. His thoughts towards us are thoughts of peace. 
it expected end you know i i and 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 sometimes you know because we do life without him we 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 we, we some of us have suffered injustice some of us has suffered things that a child shouldn't have to deal with abandonment rejection and 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 and, and, and you struggle with 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 with, with life you know and, and and you begin to develop and and allow an orphan spirit into your life because that's survival for you but then when you find christ amen jesus christ came he's embraced you and and and, and you're still locked and you're still stuck and you're still ancients and you still have all kinds of issues that you're going to I'm, I'm asking you could it be that that you have allowed that operating system that spirit of bondage to control you it's time for god to set you free why don't we just leave our hands right now for a moment come on be free tabernacle joy come on if you just let your voice out for a moment you ask god god whom the sun set free is free indeed father i'm so thankful when you fill me with the Holy Ghost. Amen. It's a spirit of adoption. Hallelujah, God. I have a heavenly Father that loves me. I'm no longer an orphan and Perhaps, Father, some of us, God, never had that intimacy and, and we don't know how to respond. But God, nevertheless, I choose, God, to know that you got my back. I choose to know, God, that you have the best interest, that you are safe, Lord, that you will never leave me nor forsake me. And Father, Lord, right now, God, I will open my arms, God, to you, Jesus, God, that I will not have a close spirit, oh God, but I will open my spirit to you and God, that you will do a deep work in me and through me. Lord, again, God, I pray God forgive me God if I've allowed this orphan spirit Lord if I misunderstood you God because Lord you are not a, a, a taskmaster but you are our heavenly father who loves us so intimately so God I embrace you to this morning God I embrace you God as my father God I teach me oh God teach me God every day to declare that I have a heavenly father who loves me and God I pray God if I struggle God with allowing you to work through me, God. Lord, help me. Remind me of Matthew chapter 6, God. Lord, about how you're trying to convince the disciple, God, that, that you are that loving Father. Out of His good pleasure, He want to bless us. You are a rewarder. So I come to you. Lord, I come to you with praise. I come to you. Thank you, God, from setting free me free from the spirit of bondage, God, the spirit of slavery. And God, that you have given me the spirit of the uh, adoption, the spirit of the Son who trusts totally in you, God. Hallelujah. Come on, tabernacle, joy. Why don't we do that right now? Embrace Him. Allow the spirit of adoption to take place. Amen. Hallelujah. You can be saved. He has a plan for you. He has a hope for you. Amen. Amen. And the scripture says that he who began a good work, he will complete your work. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life. Amen. Come on. Just pray in the Holy Ghost for a while right now. Let, let the Spirit of the Lord just take over. Hallelujah, Jesus. Whom the Son set free is free in the Lord. I cry, Abba, Father. In the name of Jesus, God, that you have your way, God.
God. Hallelujah. Lord, set me free from fear. Set me free, God. Set me free, Lord. I embrace you totally, God. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah, God. I'm not alone, Father, that you are with me. In the name of Jesus, God. In the name of Jesus. Shall we, shall we just clap our hands? Let's worship the King of Kings. and uh, Just clap our hands unto the Lord because He alone is worthy. I praise you. I adore you, God. I adore you, O oh God. In the name of Jesus, God, that you do your work in me and through me. Hallelujah, Father. We give you all praise. We give you all honor. Amen. Just receive that right now. Receive his love. Amen. Receive your ministry. Receive that comfort. Receive that assurance. Receive that seal. Receive his presence right now. Receive that, that righteousness right now, that peace and that joy in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, Jesus, God. We give you all honor. We give you all praise, God. Surely, surely you are a good God. Surely, surely, God, I adore you, Father, right now, God. Lord, that you, that, that let this overflow, overflow to tomorrow, God. Hallelujah. I am a new identity. I know who I am, God. Amen. I have a heavenly Father that will never disown me. Hallelujah, God. That Lord, that you call me by name, God. I will declare your praises. I'm excited. I'm so well loved. I'm excited, Father, right now, God, because you have great things in store for us. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Come on, let's clap our hands one more time. Let's worship the Lord. Amen. If you feel like worshiping the Lord, just go ahead and dance before the Lord. Just, just rejoice in the Lord. Amen. Rejoice that you've been set free. Rejoice that you have a heavenly Father that loves you. Amen. That, that who has great things in store for us. Let's rejoice for a moment right now. Oh, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you for staying online. You know, again, let me pray for you before we go. Amen. Father, right now, I pray for all those God that are watching in, Lord, in this last... Uh, last last segment of this prayer, I pray God, Lord, that 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 Lord, that you will come sweep over their their feet, God, that you will reveal, God, how much. Lord, Lord, you love them, Father, Lord, that they will be intoxicated with your love, and they will, they will minister out of their overflowing, God, of, uh, and that they will be recipients of their forgiveness and your love and your mercy and your grace. Father, right now, that they will begin to walk in that, that assurance, God, of your grace and your love and your mercy. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, watch over everyone. Lord, protect them. Lord, uh, 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 Cause them, God, Lord, to be safe wherever they go. In the name of Jesus and all God's people say, Amen. Thank you for staying online. You know, may the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord smile upon you. Amen. Again, uh, for those of you, you know, that are watching online for the very first time, again, welcome to Tabernacle of Joy. We hope to see you. And also, you know, if you really want to know more about uh, the born again experience. We recommend you, you know, the unlocking the Bible class. You know, you give us some time to uh, help you understand what the Bible is really all about, and most importantly, you will finally understand what the gospel is really all about. Amen. And also, we have a special app that you can download. It's called Born Again app. You know, I, I know there's a lot of confusion in the Christian world about speaking in tongues. We're going to cover that. 
you know, in probably not the next week, but the following week lesson, we're going to talk about speaking in tongues, okay? We're going to talk about how do you know that you have received the spirit of adoption. Amen. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. God bless.